Hello, I'm Blaine McCormick from the Handcammer School of Business at Baylor University. Welcome to the Colonial Business School with Dr. Benjamin Franklin, where we focus on Franklin's well-known maxims and how they apply to business. Franklin taught the Colonial Business School primarily through his Poor Richard's Almanacs and his newspaper, the Pennsylvania Gazette. This is the April calendar page from his 1758 Almanac. In colonial times, paper was expensive, and a printer wanted to utilize as much of it as possible. Franklin placed his now-famous maxims in the empty spaces of the calendar pages of his almanac. The yellow box highlights where the maxim, you may delay, but time will not, is embedded in the white space of this busy page. This lesson looks at one of the most familiar sayings in American culture. Can you finish this sentence? A penny saved is... You're probably thinking, a penny earned. And while this might be correct, Benjamin Franklin never really said this. Franklin scholars cannot find it anywhere in his body of writings. However, his 1737 Poor Richard's Almanac included some advice called Hints for Those That Would Be Rich. And part of that advice reads as follows. A penny saved is two pence clear. A pen a day is a groat a year. Save and have, every little makes a mickle. So just what does this mean? And is it different from a penny saved being a penny earned? In this saying, Franklin highlights two key business lessons. First, he introduces the concept of opportunity costs. Second, he wants to teach us how small savings add up over time. So let's start here. A penny saved is two pence clear. Even though pence is the plural form of penny, Franklin's talking about something much more than multiples. But just how does a saved penny become two pennies? Is Franklin engaged in some sort of magical economic thinking? Not at all. Two pence was an actual unit of money, so he's being literal. Sort of like our saying, a dollar bill saved is really a two dollar bill. But how? Where is he getting that other dollar bill? Franklin is introducing what we now call the opportunity costs associated with a financial decision, or other things you could have done with that money. So the saying isn't just about you, it's about the wise you that might save the money and the foolish you that might waste the money on an unwise purchase. Let's say the wise you saves the money and the foolish you spends the money on something like a gumball from a gumball machine. If we compare the wise you and foolish you, we can see that there's not just a penny or a dollar worth of difference between the two actions, but really two dollars. The wise you saved the money, the foolish you spent the money, so we have a difference of two dollars or two pennies to Franklin between the actions of the two people. It's sort of like driving somewhere. Let's say you need to drive this direction and the green car drives the right direction in the first place, but the pink car drives an hour in the opposite direction. They're not just an hour apart, they're really two hours apart, and the pink car will take two hours to get to where the green car already is. And that's just like it is in a competitive business environment, Franklin's trying to drive this point home. If you do it wrong in a competitive business environment, it can take you sometimes twice as much effort or money or driving to get to where your competitors are who did it right in the first place. Next, Franklin notes that a pen a day is a groat a year. A groat was another unit of currency worth four pennies or four pence. It looked like this. So just how does a pen a day become a groat a year? Well, Let's compare the wise you and the foolish you once again. Pens were common objects in colonial America with a wide variety of uses, sort of like paper clips today. The foolish you might throw out a pen each day after using it. Over the course of a year, 
That's more than 350 pence. If the wise you keeps the pen each day instead of throwing it out, the wise you saves a groat a year, the replacement cost of all the pence. It should be noted that, in 1737, there were no pen-making factories in the American colonies, and pens, though fairly cheap, were not expendable. So remember, a groat was four pennies, so those pens add up to more than a few coins. So let's do the last part now. Save and have. Every little makes a mickle. Symbolically, Franklin is taking his reader up the stair steps of the colonial currency. The farthing, or fourth of a penny, was at the bottom, and the crown was at the top. When a penny saved is two pence clear, and a pen a day is a groat a year, every colonial reader could easily go the rest of the way up the staircase and know that many acts of saving over time equals a great deal of money. In fact, that's what the last sentence means. Mickle means much or abundance, so every little makes a lot. If we were to say the same thing today, it would look like this. A penny turns into a nickel, and that becomes a dime and a quarter, etc., etc., all the way up the staircase. Franklin was keenly aware of the cumulative effects of small behaviors over the long run. Those pennies and nickels you save can add up to lots of dollars over time. To reinforce the point, let's go back to the gumball you purchased. If a gumball factory figures out how to save even one one-hundredth of a penny off of each gumball they make, that's a lot of money over time. Assuming they make one million gumballs a year, that's a savings of $10,000. And if they ran the factory for 50 years, that would be half a million dollars in savings. And that half a million will end up in somebody's pocket, and half a million dollars makes retirement much nicer. So remember, a penny saved is two pence clear. A pen a day is a groat a year. Save and have, every little makes a mickle. Thanks for joining us for the Colonial Business School. To learn more about Franklin's business years, see my book, Ben Franklin, America's Original Entrepreneur. It's a modern adaptation of Franklin's autobiography, written specifically for today's business reader. Or to dig even deeper into Franklin's life and legacy, join the Friends of Franklin at www.friendsoffranklin.org, an organization dedicated to fellowship, learning, and the spirit of Benjamin Franklin.